0: Another episode of How's the Market, a podcast for first home buyers and upgraders that gives you tips, tricks, and up to date real estate information from on the ground across Melbourne and Geelong. This podcast is brought to you by Tommy Buyers Agents. My name is Tristan Larkin, and with me, I have a very special guest joining me today. So, you usually hear me waffle on with my colleague Jonah, though today I thought we'd bring in the big guns from the finance world to talk about one of the most important issues in finance at the moment. Though, before we get into that, without further ado, It is my pleasure to introduce Juliana Backman from Mortgage Choice Berwick. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, thanks. How are you?
0: Good. I'm good. It's good. And (laughs) and before we jump into this as well, I do have a a quick announcement um, pretty much for myself and and, and Jules here. Uh, We will be running along with the whole team at Mortgage Choice Berwick. We're hosting a webinar specifically for upgraders on Wednesday, the 23rd of August at 7.30pm. We're going to cover the state of the market should you buy or sell first? Um, They'll be touching on everything about bridging finance and how to cover the initial 10% deposit if you don't have enough savings, as well as some of the best free tools and advice that I can give on how to analyze properties and find off markets. So if you're interested in learning more about this, as well as uh, if you've got any questions relating to the topics that we're gonna touch on today, it's completely free and you can register for it in the link in the show notes, or you'll be able to find it um, on our emails, or anywhere on social media. So have a look. I really encourage people to come along to that, um, especially if any of the topics that we touch on today hit close to home if you've got a mortgage or if you're thinking of you know, buying another property. Um, very, very important that you don't make a few really crucial mistakes. So now that we've got that out of the way, Jules, the topic for today, understanding the mortgage prison, what we can do to get out, what you can do to get out. Um, I feel like it's a, a topic that we hear a lot in the news and the headlines like some of the other topics that you know the the media has touched on all the, the mortgage cliffs the fixed rate cliffs every other cliff that there's been in in the media headlines but what, what actually is the mortgage prison and like what is that what does that actually even mean
1: Yeah, it's definitely in the media a ton at the moment with all of the rest of the cliffs that they're talking about. So essentially what the mortgage prison is is exactly what it sounds like. You're locked in, but you're not on a fixed rate and you're locked in at a very high interest rate and you're not able to refinance. So um, I don't know if you know, Tristan, but with the RBA interest rates going up, so do the bank's assessment rates. So the rate that they assess your loan at. Um, and with that, some people don't even qualify for the loan that they currently have, which is, you know, it's a little bit concerning to think about, but it's exactly what it is. It's a prison. You're stuck there. You can't refinance, but you don't have the money to pay this massive repayment that you've got at the moment. So it's a bit of a scary time for some, you know, homeowners.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's a prison because like you're, you have a repayment and, you know, maybe you, you got your loan five to 10 years ago interest rates have gone up a lot since then when you took the loan out you could obviously qualify for the loan and afford it though interest rates have gone up more than what the serviceability um, buffer was back then so you actually wouldn't even qualify for the loan that you're paying for at the moment and like ideally if you could refinance you would be on a, a lower rate which would be awesome but you can't actually qualify for the lower rate so you're stuck on the higher rate is that what it means by mortgage prison?
1: That's exactly what it means yeah so with the RBA rate rises we're actually at the highest rates that we've seen in over a decade which is a scary thought to have Um, so essentially when these people got these loans within the last you know 10 10 or so years um, they were assessed at a lower uh, um, assessment rate and essentially with that now the assessment rates are higher. Maybe their financial positions have changed a little bit, but mainly the assessment rate. Um, they don't qualify for the loan that they have. So while they're wanting to refinance and put themselves in, you know, a better financial position, the banks are saying, no, no, you don't qualify for the loan that you currently have. So they're kind of stuck with that higher repayment mm. and going into a little bit. Um, mortgage stress is a common, a common thing that's seen in the media at the moment. It's definitely a common, you know, feeling across
0: some of our clients here yeah right so i mean that is sort of alarming and i recall the serviceability yeah. buffer increased in maybe 2021 um off, off memory up to uh, we're currently at three percent now is that right yeah the buffers 3%. yeah okay so it's so the the, the buffer is three percent though i imagine like at 10 years ago it would have been a little bit lower and if rates have changed a lot since then that's yeah so people are on like vastly different repayments in comparison to what they might have been on a few years ago with all of these rate rises so yeah yeah how, yes. how how are people sort of coping with that at the moment from from what you've seen with your clients
1: um a lot of strict budgeting so we've You know, we're lucky to have a lot of clientele that reach out to us and say, "Is there anything that we can do?" And as their brokers, we actually can reach out to the bank and say, "Hey, can you do a better rate for our clients?" Um, We don't let them know that, don't let the bank know that they aren't able to refinance at this point in time because we don't want the bank to know that they're stuck there. Um, But when we actually say to the bank, you know, this is what other lenders are offering our client. What can you do to either match or better this rate to maintain them and with that some banks are quite retention heavy at the moment so we're finding them that they're wanting to keep the current business and not let people walk away so they are dropping the interest rates which is good
0: right so you're you're actually just going to their current bank that they're with knowing that they wouldn't be able to even refinance to other lenders and and sort of negotiating on the client's behalf to get their rates and repayments down
1: yeah, it's a bit of a a little bit of a mind game that we play with the banks. We tell them that we're going to take the client away from them, and then they go, "Oh no, don't do that. Here's what we can offer the client." And it's actually, it's usually substantially lower than, um, you know, than what they're being offered at the moment on their current rate. So it's quite a good result usually.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, that's a that's a massive sort of win for brokers there because I feel like a lot of people may not have the negotiating strength or patience to go to the bank direct and actually figure out how to get, you know, that that rate down. Yeah. So yeah, having a broker to be able to do that is is massive. So if if like I highly recommend if if anyone's in a position like that, um and you're sort of stuck in this mortgage prison, like go speak to a broker. Like Jules and the team at uh, mortgage choice Berwick, I'm sure would love to have a chat. Um, I'll put their the link to their uh sort of business and website in the show notes as well so if you do want to check them out um you can do that in the show notes though with with people in in this situation is this is this sort of everyone like equally at the moment or because i I hear a lot about sort of like the fixed rate cliff is people that are coming off fixed rates going to be in a worse scenario than than the average
1: um it's it's really about perspective. I would say that they definitely fall over that cliff that you're talking about. So whilst people on variable rates they they walk up the hill on the higher repayments, so they have a staggered sort of um, yeah a staggered journey to the higher repayments. Whereas fixed rate people who are coming off of their literally their fixed rates and they're expiring, they'll fall off the edge of a cliff cliff and go to a much higher repayment. So, say for example, um, a common fixed rate that we were seeing two years ago was 1.88%. If you had a 500k loan two years ago on 1.88%, your monthly repayment would be about 1.8k. Now, with that fixed rate expiring, you'd be looking at going on to a 5.8 interest rate Um, And say, for example, on the 500k loan, your repayment would jump up to about about 2.9k a month. So 1.1k a month in jump. And that usually happens overnight, which is a bit, it's a scary thought for some people. Um, Mm. You know, having to add that into the budget, you know, when the cost of living is already at a, you know, at an all time high for us anyway. We haven't been in the industry for that long. (laughs) so Yeah yeah
0: oh for sure like i think people are sort of struggling financially even the ones that don't have like the massive loans um at the moment like things are a lot more expensive than what they were a couple of years ago so 100%. it wouldn't surprise me that you know it's it is actually more so the perspective and the shock factor and i, I really like the analogy actually of like walking down a cliff rather than <laughs> walking down a hill rather than just like falling off a cliff yeah and, it's and, a little and, bit and so of said,
1: a softer
0: landing <laughs> yeah softer landing it's it's a good way to put it um you could, you, you're could sort of pressure tested along the way and maybe you need to adjust your lifestyle and standards of living slowly rather than being like freaked out about having to, you know, completely cut everything or yeah. you know, delete all the subscriptions and everything else at once, you know. <laughs> no Netflix
1: for anyone.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, so you, you said there as well like a 5.8% interest rate, is that sort of where things are at the moment?
1: Yeah, so that's the, um, the lower end of the owner-occupied rates that I, that we're seeing at the moment. So they're with your online-only lenders or your tier two lenders like um, Bank of Melbourne or ING. Um, your bigger lenders, so your big four, they're offering around the 6% mark just because they've got higher overheads. So naturally, their interest rates are slightly higher. Um, but yeah, 5.8 is pretty much the average at the moment, I would say.
0: Yeah, okay. And have, have you seen like any examples of of clients or people you know that are coming off fixed rates around that 1.8 percent mark that are going a lot higher than this because like it's my understanding i know that some people don't just go on to the best rate that the bank can give naturally like the bank tries to pretty yeah. much take some profit along the way
1: yeah 100 percent so we're seeing quite a few clients who are coming off of you know the 1.8 or the 1.9 percent interest rates and they're going on to rates you know as high as 7 percent so it's a little bit of a scary thought um, to go on to a seven percent interest rate when you come down when you're you know, you're coming off of a one point eight eight percent interest rate, for example. So definitely seeing the higher end of the interest rates where the bank are trying to make money where they can, trying to make the profit. Um, and that's just really, you know, you've really got to chat to a broker at the moment. I can't yeah, is wow. that enough.
0: So so that's someone coming off a 1.88% interest rate. and You said they were going on to a 7% interest rate.
1: Yeah, yeah. So essentially they had a very um, marginal discount on their home loan when they were going to be coming off of their fixed rates. So, you know, they contact us and they go, oh my God, what can I do to lower this interest rate? And we go, okay, we need to chat to the bank. We need to chat them now. Um, because we can get that rate down. We know with the relationship that we have, we can get a better discount than what he was given when he started his home loan, you know, two to three years ago. Um, So, it's all about the negotiations essentially when you're coming off of your fixed rate, what can you do, what your game plan is and what everything looks like. So, we've Mm -hmm. actually started those conversations now around three to four months out from our clients expiring from their fixed rate. Um, so we can just really prepare them for what, you know, their home loan is going to look like because it's going to look completely different than what they're used to, and if, you know, you can prepare earlier, the better.
0: Yeah. Okay. So in, in a situation like this, say I've got a, a fixed rate loan, and it's coming off in I don't know October, November, or December. When would you suggest someone should speak to a broker? Would it be two weeks before or like? do they need to be as early as like two to three months earlier? Is that, is that the recommendation?
1: Yeah, so we're recommending two to three months out from your fixed rate expiry, starting the chat with a broker because essentially we can get your, if we're going to go as far as refinancing to another lender, if you qualify, we can, you know, get the refinance ball rolling so that the day that your fixed rate expires, we move. Whereas if you start the process two weeks before, um, that's when it looks... You know, it looks like you're gonna be on that higher repayment for a little bit, and you're gonna feel the sting of it. So, if we can soften the blow as much as we can, that's that's the most important thing. So, yeah, I'd recommend around two to three months
0: out. Two to three months. Okay, that's a that's a really good timeline. Um, I know that there was a there was an article um, that was posted from the banks <laughs> yesterday. It was on the the ninth of August. Good old CBA came out posting their profits for the last financial year, up five percent from the previous financial year, and they recorded cash profit of ten point two billion dollars. So this is just this is just one company in the scheme of things. Um ten point two billion dollars of cash profit probably hurts a few people, especially those that have got home loans with them, knowing that they're struggling a lot at the moment. And uh what was interesting is that it said that their earnings were boosted by a 0.17 percentage point rise in net interest rate margins year on year. So they're actually increasing the amount of profit that they're getting uh, from the money that they're borrowing from the RBA, even though the interest rates have increased, have actually increased their margin on that as well, which I thought was was a very interesting thing. Though to, to, to your point here, Jules, like, they had a really good graph in there of... The fixed rate expiry schedule, and interestingly, the the vast majority of people are going to be coming off their fixed rates in the back half of 2023, and also, uh, or they've already come off at the, the first half of this year. But the 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 vast majority was in the six months leading up to uh, December in 2023. So most of the people in the situation that we're talking about is actually the most of them in that time right now is, is that what you guys are seeing from your company as well
1: yeah definitely so um i would say almost every day we're chatting to people who are coming off of their fixed rates or due to come off of their fixed rates within the next two to three months um so it's definitely we're hitting that peak that they're talking about at the moment so the peak of people coming off of their fixed rate and really feeling you know the wrath of all of the interest rates that they haven't felt over the last you know 12 or so months.
0: So, mm, okay. yeah. And So, I know that you mentioned, like, there is a bit of an escape route for the banks as well. Yes. So, h- how does that work?
1: Yeah, so essentially with the banks um, realizing that a lot of people don't actually qualify to refinance, naturally a bank is a bank, they want their business. So, they want people to refinance their home loan to them. So, they're offering people in mortgage, you know, mortgage prison um, an escape route, which is instead of having a 3% buffer on your refinance, they're offering a 1% buffer on the refinance. So essentially, that allows you to um, you know, not have to qualify for that massive 3% buffer on top of the already high interest rates. If you qualify with as little as a 1% buffer on that interest rate, the bank will actually look at refinancing your home loan. Naturally, there's T's and C's around it. So it um, differs from bank to bank, but definitely the 1% buffer is a promising escape route for people stuck in the mortgage prison at the moment.
0: Yeah, okay. So on the current 3% buffer, they wouldn't be able to afford it. So it's like the banks are changing the numbers specifically just to give them an option to be able to refinance.
1: Yeah, they yeah, that's literally what they're doing. So they're changing their policies essentially to be able to take on new business. So it's a little bit of a higher risk they're taking on, and not every bank is offering the um, you know the one percent buffer. But those that are, they're definitely taking on that extra added risk with having you know wanting to take on more business. So it just shows it's a sign of the times.
0: Yeah, so they're pretty competitive <laughs> then. <They're> yeah, actually <laughs> trying to fight each other. I, I've it noticed is. I've read that a few times recently actually as well that the banks, um, like they were obviously very competitive last year or like this the start of this year, last financial year, offering a lot of cashbacks, um, discounts. But a lot of a lot of that has disappeared. But now they're they're actually tweaking their policies to be able to still win new business.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So with the refinance rebates ending, or most of them ending, I should say, there's still a couple of lenders offering them, but not as definitely not as many as there was 12 months ago um they're having to find a new little niche to get to get business in the door when nobody really wants to or can refinance and that's what they're doing with the one percent buffer which is it's definitely a positive thing in my eyes put the client in a better financial position so if someone's asking for help i don't see why the bank shouldn't help them if they've already got the loan personally but um, mm. yeah
0: yeah and 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 that is that is like the big um, the big sort of disclaimer on that: it is for people that have only got loans at the at the moment. So that that one percent buffer is not for new purchases; it's it's refinances only.
1: That's right. Yeah, a lot of banks are only dollar for dollar refinances too. So you can't take extra added cash out for you know any renos that you might want to do. Not many lenders will actually let you um, take out that extra cash on the one percent buffer.
0: Oh, okay. So it's literally just. Whatever loan you've got, move that across and you know, if you're changing banks, they'll they'll look at that with the one percent buffer. Nothing extra. So there is like a lot of Ts and Cs associated with that.
1: There are a lot of Ts and Cs. They do differ from lender to lender. I do believe there's one or two lenders that will let you take a very limited amount of cash out against your home, so accessing equity. Um, but most of the time it is dollar for dollar refinance and the sole purpose of this is to put the client in a better financial position than mm, what they're okay. in now. So, and
0: yeah. out of curiosity, are, uh, the companies that are doing the 1% buffer, are they n- none of the majors? Is it more like second and third tier lenders? or
1: No, there's a couple of the majors that are doing it. So, for example, um, CBA and Westpac. They were Westpac was actually the first people to come out that I know of with the 1% buffer um cba shortly followed and there's a couple of other lenders like um, an online only lender athena they're doing a one percent buffer as well i do believe um so it's it's across the board but basically it's the banks willing to take on that extra added risk so there's a lot of banks that won't take on this risk but then there's you know your niche lenders and your bigger lenders that obviously can afford to take on the risk
0: Mm, and it it is risky for them as well right like Because these are people that, you know, they're probably struggling at the moment when you consider all of the sort of cost of living pressures and interest rate rises. And if they're only qualifying for these loans upon reducing the buffer, you know, if interest rates do go up a a bit more, like that just shows where the banks are at in terms of getting new customers because that that must be like a fine line for them.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely a fine line um, with the riskiness. But um, I think you know, they want the business in the door so they're willing to take the risk and, um, you know, if they do fall down the line of having people in mortgage arrears um, because they've offered the 1% buffer, it'll be in, you know, it's it'll be an interesting 12 months to see where it lands with the 1% buffer because I don't think they've done it before, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, well, I mean, there you have it. Like, I think we're, we're seeing a little bit more confidence on the ground as well in regards to where the interest rates are at. Like, I know... After the pause last month, um, or it was really last week, like just the weekend gone, um, were, it, was a lot, it was a lot busier on the ground. There's a lot of people out. I think even from real estate agents, what we're hearing is that people are getting a little bit more confidence. Um, I saw some articles posted yesterday. It was in a uh, house market that we released this week stating that, uh, I think it was NAB actually came out saying that they've forecasted a 10% rise in Melbourne property prices over the next 18 months, quoting that interest rates was one of the main reasons, which I thought was very interesting. And that their whole essential push on that is because the confidence is coming back into the market that we're getting to the top of um, the interest rate cycle. People are actually getting more confidence because a lot of the reasons why people were sort of struggling to buy or or hesitant was because of the uncertainty they didn't really know where their repayments were going to land but i think the one percent buffer rate and the the banks reducing that down to one percent shows that there's a there's a high level of confidence from the banks as well that we must be very very close to the top because they're forecasting essentially that there will be one percent or less rises in the central interest rate so yeah it's 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 very interesting and to anyone out there listening at the moment if you're coming off a fixed rate soon or even if your repayments are just a little bit higher and you didn't know that a lot of these banks were doing the one percent uh buffer it's so worth chatting with a broker if you've got a broker make sure you're speaking with them ask them what you can do if you need a broker make sure that you reach out to jules and the team at mortgage choice Berwick. Uh i'll put their link again in the show notes and just, just another plug, like I th- I'm really excited about this webinar that we're going to be doing. I think there's going to be a lot of really valuable information for anyone that is looking to upgrade their home anytime soon or has any questions about essentially mortgages and, and refinancing. So again, it's Wednesday the 23rd of August at 7.30 p.m. It's completely free. The link to register is in the show notes below. So firstly, thanks, Jules, for coming on. I really do appreciate having a chat and and learning from behind the scenes of what the banks are doing and in the the mortgage (laughs) world. So thanks, thanks for coming on.
1: No, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure and I can't wait to see you at our webinar.
0: Yeah, exactly right. That's exactly right. It's coming up soon. And yeah, no worries. So thanks for everyone for tuning in. Make sure you check out tommy.com.au to get access to our how's the market blog and join the mailing list and we shall see you again in next week's episode you can follow us on tiktok and instagram follow jonah at jonah underscore tommy underscore geelong and myself at just tristan larkin on any of the social medias so until next week's episode bye